You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Difficulties, but we are back. Uh, we are talking about our hats, our gear. Go to fightbookmma.com uh, so you can uh, do that. And or if you don't see anything that you, that's on our website, just hit me up on on the DMs, and we will figure shit out. And I can send you pictures of what uh, kind of merch we have. But other than that, we do have an awesome guest tonight. We have Bellator MMA fighter Mr. Alon Cruz. He is also a UFC vet. He uh, was tearing it up at Fury FC. And there we go. We have our boy, Mr. Alon Cruz. Alon, sorry about that, man. We were asking Texas. All good. That's what happens when we go live, man. But we couldn't uh, do it any any better. You know, this is the way we like to do our shows is live because it's just raw and it's inscripted. And that's just the way it goes. We're but welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thanks for having me back on, man. It's always a good time. Hell yeah, man. I've been following you on social media lately, and man, you've been putting in some work for your uh, next uh, fight. So uh, talk about a little bit about that, about your training. Um, how's that going? Um, and uh, your thoughts on your opponent, brother? Yeah, man. Uh, camp's been going, you know, really good. Um, this has been, like, probably like the most, like, organized camp. I've had going into a fight because usually it's just kind of like, you know, you show up to certain classes and then, you know, you hit mitts and, you know, it's not like the coaches are all on board. Um, but then like I saw Henry Cejudo has like a vlog series and it was, he had one leading up to when he fought Aljamain. Mm. And <clears throat> one of the biggest things he did was like in the very beginning, like before camp even started, uh, he had all of his coaches in a in a room like for a meeting and on the he had a big whiteboard and he was writing it out the schedule like how he was thinking the schedule would work you know week by week and then you know obviously the coaches were putting their input like no you should do this here and then we can work with this and the coaches are talking to each other about how they can like you know work with each other I was like man I was like that's so like that's like you know football level game planning or like professional sports other than MMA. I think MMA is one of the few or yeah, one of the, the few sports that like it's not really run like a uh, professional uh, I don't want to say I mean, it's a professional sport, but you know, like baseball and football, like there's like serious meetings with co- the coaches and they're talking about how they how they're going to you know plan for the next game, how they're going to do this and that. And I don't think MMA really does that a lot. So I had all my coaches meet up conditioning coach wrestling coach uh my head coach you know and even my my physical therapist is in contact with my strength conditioning coach and um you know we all figured out like what is the goal for this camp what do we want to do what is the game plan what do we need to do to get uh to that game plan to lead us to victory and uh it was really cool it's it's just awesome having everybody on board um you know for this fight and you know, it's been a, it's been a tough camp. Tell you what, it's been it's been long. It's been a t- ten weeks. It's been ten weeks. I started ten weeks out, and I've also uh, hired a nutritionist, uh, Thais Mendoza. Uh, she she trains at Kaizen, you know, where I teach jujitsu and I train at. And my boy Lindell, uh, Cheesecake by Dre, he's been cooking my meals since ten weeks out. So, you know, he drops my meals off at the gym. I've been eating clean. You know, like I said, since uh, 
eight weeks ago. And I mean, I haven't had a single like cheat meal or anything. <laughs> it's just been these healthy meals the entire time. So best believe after this fight, I'm going to get some pizza, lasagna, and some, you know, the, the, the taste. The <laughs> yeah, for food. sure, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good, man. You're looking great, man. I, wh- what do you know about your, your opponent here, man? Have, have you really studied his fights? Yeah, you know, um, I've watched, you know, a few of his fights. Uh, or you know some of his like more recent fights <clears throat> a few times but really my uh head coach he's the one that's really like dissecting like everything i mean he gets into like minute per minute he's breaking down every little piece and he sees what alfie does um maybe some tendencies and maybe some things that he has trouble with and he'll break it down he lets me know what the game plan is uh he'll tell me hey i think these will work here like like a combo i, I think this will work here I think if we get these going, then this will work. And then if this this doesn't work, then this will open up. And the good thing about, like, you know, my head coach, uh, Vince McGinnis, we're very, like, uh, compatible. So, I mean, we're always messaging each other certain things. Like, if we're watching a fight in the UFC or something, and I see something that I'm like, man, did you see, like, whatever, uh, this guy's uh, out, head outside single? Like, I think that the way he set it up, I think that'd be really good. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, we can try that out. And we just like piggyback off each other, you know? And so that's been a really, it's been a really big thing, uh, especially like us working so closely together for these past, it's been three fights now, like three fights that he's been in my corner and he's been my head coach. And uh, like I said, we just found a, a real good stride and we're very cohesive together and, you know, it, I'm reaping from the benefits. Yeah, man. It, it Just the way you're describing it, it sounds like uh, you have a real, huge team um team support man you know most people when they think mma it's it's you know it's just one person uh but it takes mm-hmm. it takes a team to get that person there to those upper levels and it sounds like you got your shit down bro yeah 100 percent, man i'm just i'm just fortunate to like you know have the opportunity and obviously make a make another run in another large organization you know after being released from the ufc so it's cool to like you know, I've, I've always said when I started fighting, I was like, man, I was like, I'm probably like, I was like, I probably only fight till I was like 35. Like that'd probably be like the time I'd cut off. And, you know, I'm, I'll be 34 in September. So it's like, you know, for me, especially like being in Bellator right now, I, I want to get in and get as far as I can, you know, have the best fights, as many fights as I can, you know, while I am fighting. Um, obviously if things are going well and I'm not injured and I'm not tired of, you know, training and doing everything as a, as an MMA fighter, then, you know, I could definitely push that timeline a little, you know, past that until I feel like, you know, the time would be done. But for now it's like, I'm just, you know, pedal to the metal, you know, all in. (laughs) Do you, do you pay attention to the odds, man? No, never. Good. No, no. Yeah, because pe- people are saying Alfie's going to beat you, um, yeah. and I I don't see that happening at all, man. Um, most of yeah, his fights, he's not a finisher, bro. He's not a finisher. No. He's, all his yeah. fights are by decision. He's kind of boring. Um, yeah, I don't know. You're a finisher, bro, and I, I just I don't think it's going to be a good night for Alfie. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm definitely going to go out there and try and finish. Like like you said, like I'm not. You know, if you you guys have seen my fights before, 
I'm mm-hmm. always looking to finish the fight. I, I to be honest, like you know, watching fights, I'm like, dude, like you could be passing here, you could be advancing, you could be doing something, like you can finish the fight here. Like I say that all the time, like he could definitely finish right now if he just started going. And the same thing to me when I'm in a fight, it's not like that I'm rash and I'm like overly aggressive to where I make mistakes. But at the same time, like if I'm in there, I'm like, dude, I'm trying to end this fight as quickly as I can. Because one, I'm not getting paid, uh, you know, to be in there for a full 15 minutes. If I go out there and finish the fight, you know, in the first you know, three seconds, I get paid the exact same. So I want to get out of there. Um, and two, like, you know, for me, it's just like, I, I just want to, I want to end this person, uh, you know, sooner rather than later, because the longer they're in the fight, the the ch- their chances go up of like doing something and, and then mm-hmm. coming back with a win or something. So why not end it now, get it over with, and just nip it in the butt rather than let it ha- you know let it keep stringing on. And then they, you know, like Kamaru and uh, uh, Leon, you know, like in the fifth round, Leon you know knocks him out with a head kick in, in the last minute. Yeah, you know? yeah, one of the most so, wild moments in MMA history, bro. That was crazy. But I want to, I want to <laughs> see you do a uh, give him the old uh, Robbie Lawler razzle dazzle, put him out in okay. the first first few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> did, yeah. did you see Robbie Lawler get that knockout, man? For his last fight. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty I awesome. Felt bad though, because Nico's my boy. So yeah, Nico's like, awesome, bro. I felt bad. I was Nico's rooting awesome. for Nico, and yeah. I had him on all my picks and. Robbie Lawler went out there and starched him. I was I was kind of pissed. Yeah, but I was know, happy for him at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Like you could not be happy for Robbie, you know. And then you know when they showed that whole uh, highlight video of his career, oh, dude. You know, I was like, I was like, Man, that got me. What, right like, what are they trying here? to do? <laughs> I know, right? You got all these tough guys, and then next thing you know, you're like, holy shit, that just got me in the field. Like, <laughs> yeah. why? What? What's this shit coming out of my eyes? <laughs> It was cool though. I'm glad. I'm glad the UFC. Like, I I hope they adopt that for you know people that retire going forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and that was the first time I've ever seen that before. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And Alon, uh, of course, welcome back to the show. I know. What's up, we're man? On, Good to see you. We're on episode uh, fifty nine and a half. It was like a impromptu episode. I mean, the world was a whole different place back then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You made. The great strides in your career now. It sounds like you have great game planning, great coaching. Uh, it's good to hear that, man. And we've been seeing it uh, happen out there. And I was going to say, your opponent, uh, Alfie's pretty much spent his entire career in Bellator. Your new blood mm-hmm. coming in there. And like you said, I've seen you say you want to go out there and, and show out and get a, a name next year or get a number next to your name. So I indeed think that can happen. But you are a finisher. I noticed he's never been finished. So would love to see you get that finish, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know. I, I've I've been undefeated people, and then was their first loss. So, you know, I could be the first one to give him the fin- you know, give him a loss that is a finish <laughs> as well. Because I mean, he hasn't lost in Bellator. I mean, he's five one and one. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's, he's he lost one fight. I'm sorry uh, against the number one ranked guy currently in our division, uh, Alexander Shabley. So, and at the time, Alfie was ranked nine. So it's not like he wasn't fighting like trash people. I mean. Right, that dude's you know really yeah, good. What do, you, uh, what do you think about taking the trip up to Sioux Falls? Have you ever been that far up north, or have you fought, you never fought out there? I'm, I'm assuming, right? I, I've never fought out there. Um, I probably, probably the closest I've been up that up that way would probably be like Nevada, like Vegas. I don't think I've ever been like 
you know, way Midwest. I mean, I've been to California, but not in like Upper California, anywhere up there. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I've, I've heard I've heard good things about the falls and like it's you know pretty pretty out there. Um, but I hear there's not much to do. So. <laughs> yeah, unless you go to like uh, what is that old or Deadwood? I believe Deadwood's close by. If you get a chance, maybe check that. Oh, out. what is it? Uh, it's an old, uh, what do you call it, a gunslinger, like old brush town. Like it's got oh. a lot of history. So if you get a chance, okay. you got time to spend before or after the fight, of course. So check that out, man. Because yeah, there's there's been quite a few uh, LFA events that happened up there, but I don't remember okay. there being a Bellator show. So this might, in fact, be like one of the first uh, Bellator shows up there, I believe. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Because the only things that people have told me so far is like, you gotta go see the falls. That's like so that's like really all I've heard. So now yeah, I got the falls but, and Deadwood. Yeah, but you go to the falls and like everybody and the grandma's out there. So it's like oh, true, true. you know it's, you can enjoy it, but not like really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Because it's so touristic. Yeah, I go to Deadwood. <laughs> hey, look, I, I have a question. You mentioned yeah. earlier about the uh, um, you know implementing the whole uh, uh, Henry Cejudo um camp you know having everybody there like you know like you said like how the professionals do it with soccer football you know baseball you know those guys do you feel doing it this way um you know from how you were training back then do you feel like this is helping you as far as not getting injured um because you have your physical therapist there on on the phone you have your coaches there pretty much 24 7 um, everything is, uh, I'm assuming everything is, you know, getting written down of what you're doing, your strength, what you're pushing and your diet. I mean, you got all of that right there. Is it, do you feel more like, like it, it's helping you physically and mentally? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, uh, think it does because, um, like you said, like how my physical therapist is in contact with my strength conditioning coach, they literally like coordinate, like. Um, like I have physical therapy tomorrow and she knows that my strength conditioning coach does heavy leg day on Saturday. So she doesn't kill me with my legs on Friday mm-hmm. because, you know, then I'm going to be kind of, you know, 50% or whatever it is, you know, trying to do uh, strength conditioning with him. So, uh, that's one big, huge thing. And then my head coach, he's also my striking coach. He will text my strength conditioning coach and let him know, like, hey, uh, that's you one know, thing. I want Alon, you know, to be a little bigger upper body wise because I want him to be grappling, you know, a little stronger, a little heavier, whatever it is. Um, or, uh, you know, hey, he just had a really tough uh, Tuesday morning MMA session, you know, so he may be a little spent. And then, you know, my strength conditioning coach can like adjust, enlighten mm. if it needs to. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody being in coordination, having their own and, and everybody being, uh, coordinated and having each other's numbers also helps a lot. Cause then I don't have to be like a third per like a third party, you don't have to like, you know, get mm. a text from one and then text it to them and then they respond and then do this. They just text each other. I don't even know they're texting each other, you know, most of the time, uh, <laughs> you, you just know, like show my, up and do what they tell you. <laughs> they, I, exactly. Or like my, my nutritionist and my chef, uh, which is my friend. Uh, they talk all the time. Like she's like, I need him eating this and eating this much and having this many calories. And he has like a list of things. And like I said, I don't even know. Like I just, she she programs the food, he cooks it, 
I take it from the fridge, I eat it, and then that's it. Like it's like that's it's, badass, it's get any dude. Easier, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude, that sounds like, like a good going... marriage. <laughs> um, you know this this script you're telling me like I've I've never heard in all these years that I've been covering MMA and talking to fighters and having them on the podcast the coaches you know the fighters uh, anybody that's involved I have never heard anybody say anything like that um, either by text or on the show you know it's like I feel like what you're saying is something that all the fighters should start doing because that, that, that right there is going to eliminate the not making weight uh, injuries and you're going to have an awesome fight. It's, you're not going to be lethargic. You know, it's, it's, uh, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, man. Not I'm everybody like, has I'm a team like, like that. Impressed. Yeah, no, maybe. but they should learn from Alon and from Henry, you know, it's, it's something that, I think a lot of coaches need to uh, implement this type of of training camp. Um, I like it, man. I think this is freaking badass that you're what you're doing, and 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 thank you for letting us know what type of, uh, of training camp you're doing, man. Because I feel like knowing that you're doing that and and you found that with Henry, I could tell my friends that are amateur fighters, hey, you know my my friend that fights in Bellator, Alon Cruz, he's doing this, what he found with Henry. Maybe you should do something like that and not, you know, get yourself injured every time you have a fight yeah. and get it canceled, you know? Yeah, yeah don't don't train like uh, Tony Ferguson, right? I mean, I know Tony. Oh, that <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker's fighting this weekend, too. We love Tony. He's a madman, but, you know, the, his training is pretty, pretty old school, I guess you could say. That's just the Kakui way, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, no, you don't want to train like that, man. So, <laughs> Alon, that's, the, that's, the card that's badass. It, it's a super deep card. I just noticed uh, our boy uh, Josh Hill. He was on the show with us a couple weeks okay. back. He's also mm-hmm. competing. So if you see Josh up there, Talent Fight Book said, "What's up?" And I mean, I it's will. 19 fights deep. And uh, I forget that uh, Jordan Oliver uh, making his debut as well too on the card. So. Super yep. legit, man. I mean, shoot, have, yeah, because 19 fights is 19 fights. But having yourself, I mean, Andrew Higo's on the card. I um, mean, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty back, a packed card. And I don't know which fights are post-limbs, but uh, your fight is slated for the prelims, right? Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Yeah, it's I'm cool because, like, uh, I was just going to say, like, uh, my boy Kai uh, Kamaka's on the card as well. And we just That's fought right. in Hawaii yep. together, and now we're on the same card again. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. and then also, also my friend uh, James Gonzalez is on the card, and we both we we all fought in Hawaii, like in the Hawaii card. So now the three of us are on this card as well. So it's pretty crazy, which is it's cool. That's and awesome, also, man. Too, uh, Mark's uh, buddy uh, Aaron Jeffrey, who has best mullet. Oh in yeah, he's also on the card. So just the cherry he's, on top. He's under my uh, he's under my agent or my my agency. My agent manages him. And uh, nice. he was actually he was actually one of the reasons that I joined uh, Bellator, <laughs> Aaron Jeffries. He should be uh, a reason because... you grow a mullet. <laughs> and, and, a, and, a, and a sweet and keep the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like you know when we were looking at whether we wanted to go to Bellator or PFL or you know wait out for the UFC again, um, 
he told me like Aaron's path <clears throat> into Bellator, you know, cause he had fallen contender series twice and he lost both times. So then he was like, all right, like, let's try Bellator. And then he went to Bellator and just, just tell me like how much he likes it. And then like, you know, certain things about like how he, I think he made his debut against like one of the top 10 guys and knocked him out in the first round. And then, you know, from there, like his whole like career change and the contract and everything. And I was like, I was like, dang, I was like, okay. And then he was telling, you know, like he makes good money off his sponsorships and all that stuff. So I'm like, uh, okay, you, like that's a big, you just, you know, just answered my question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's also, that's also a really awesome, uh, uh, benefit, I guess, of fighting for Bellator is having, you know, the option to have sponsors on your, you know, shorts and shirt and your banner and all that stuff. So, that's also really cool. <laughs> so we're yeah. we're we're really huge on fighter pay. Like we always push mm -hmm. that fighters need to get paid. Um, obviously, nobody could be you know a Conor McGregor or you know a, a John Jones or anything like that, right? But we still feel that fighters need to get paid. So now that you've been with the UFC and now you're going to be fighting your your second fight with uh, with Bellator. Um, the pay, is it obviously a lot better because mm -hmm. you had those sponsors? Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, I so mean, even just starting out with Bellator, the pay was better, you know? So, yeah. I mean, it, but if you think, I mean, if you think about it, like, you know, Dana says it all the time, right? Like if you don't want to fight, he's like, well, fine. There's, there's always someone that's going to take your place. So, I mean, even though, you know, the UFC usually starts you at like 10 and 10, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you don't want to take that, like they can always find somebody to replace you because everybody right. wants to fight in the UFC and then they'll take it. They'll take that 10 and 10. Um, I just like that Bellator, you know, takes care of their fighters, um, especially like, you know, debuters like me. Uh, you know, like I said, the, the, the pay wasn't bad and, you know, I have the option or, or opportunity to make more on top of what I'm getting paid, which, you know, helps a ton. Which you deserve. Yep. Yeah, and you don't exactly. Have, and you don't have to wear those horrible uh, rock shoes, which you don't get paid. Fucking shoes. Oh, man, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but did you hear, though, Alon? I'm glad you're getting paid. Like, so I know that, you know, we talk about a lot on the show, like Rob said, we're very... I've been an advocate for fighter pay for many years, covering the uh, covering fights. You know, ten years mm -hmm. ago, the game is of mm -hmm. course forever changing. It's very limited the number of fighters out there that make you know the Conor McGregor money, which he's probably one of one. But yeah, you got either got to be a long-standing champion, have yep. you know time sponsors or stuff that the UFC does allow. But but yeah, man, I'm glad uh, they're taking care of you over there at Bellator, and really hope they would come back to Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's been so long since they've been here in New Mexico. I definitely think that's a show that would sell out. So, hey, if they have one, I'll, I'll try and be there. Hell yeah, man! That be <laughs> that would be the bomb. I, then I would finally get to meet you, man. Hell yeah! <laughs> hey, like I said, if, if if one pops up in New Mexico, I'll I'll definitely tell my agent throw me on that card. Get me on Fuck there. Yes. <laughs> Hell also, yeah, you know, I wanted to ask you along too. Would it be a bucket list uh, check off if you were to? I, I'm we're going to be talking Bellator uh, Rising here. Is that something you'd love to do? Is make that trip and compete on one of them oh, cards? Is it, is it in Japan? It's in Japan, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, I've I've always wanted to fight in Japan. I mean, I'm a big Pride fan uh, from oh, back in the day, and they and they do the fights in the in the in the ring, right? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so yep. I mean, it would be basically like fighting for pride, or the closest thing to pride, you know? Yep. So, I mean, I'd, I'd probably, I probably would, yeah. I mean, That would be a I dream come like true, the, man. I wouldn't like anybody. the plane ride, but, but I would definitely, you know, be down for it. I could see that. That's yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool, too. Like how they have the, I think the Pitbull brothers, they first, I think when they debuted in Bellator, they fought mm-hmm. on the same card, never fought again on the same card, and they'll be, in fact, uh, fighting um, this Sunday or Saturday That's night. Right, right, right. Where right. But where yeah, you're at in card. yeah, that opportunity may come knocking along, especially with the hard work you've been putting in, uh, the changes you made, and, uh, you know, definitely looking forward to seeing that show out. Uh, in Sioux Falls, man, and uh, who, who's still who you taking up there with you? It'll be cornerman and uh, family. People, anybody coming with you special? Uh, it'll just be me, my wrestling coach, and my head coach. Um, and I think one of my sponsors, yeah. <laughs> Angry Elephant, Elephant Tattoos, uh, Gene Farmer. He he he's been to like my last. Uh, well, he was like he was at my contender. He was at he's since I was on the since he saw me at the contender series fight. He's been in every single fight. So Dope. he definitely, I think he's probably, I'm pretty sure he's going to be there uh, as well. And then any, anybody on top of that, I don't, I don't know. Nice. All right. Off topic. Hmm. Do you believe in aliens? In the yes. paranormal? You do. Have you had any experience? Man, I. Yeah, so we were at um, this thing, it's called Snowcat or something like that, mountain or something like that. It was like a, it was like a snow, snow, but it was like one of those things where they like make a, a snow sled and you go down and it's like fake like snow. And it was this whole thing. Well, we were waiting uh, at the top, like we had gotten our, we got our tubes. And we're going to the top, and we're sitting up there, and we're all waiting in a line. And all of a sudden, we look to the right. So, like, the slides are this way. We look to the right. And there's this, like, it's like a like a white ball. And it just kept, like, it was coming towards us, but, like, kind of slow. And then it looked like it was, like, um, <laughs> like it was breaking a bunch of, like, sound barriers, right? So, like, there was, like, little cloud rings as it was coming towards us. And I was like, I was like maybe it's a jet. We actually got a picture of it in some video. And I was like, I was like, maybe it's just a jet or something, but it's really flying. And then it just like stopped and it kept getting, it was getting brighter. It stopped right here. And then it just went backwards like that. Like I tell you, it was the weirdest. Like it, it didn't like make like a loop or turn around. And it had a trail. And like I said, it just came out at one point and then it just started going back, like backwards. And I was like, yo, and everybody was looking at like, there was like, so what do you think it was on the top? I don't, I mean, Either Say. either they're doing like some government, uh, you know, new training with some new cell bombers or something, or it was a UFO. <laughs> like I don't know. Else. Bro, no, Rudy, no, no, no lie, man. Last got something last Thursday. Yeah, night. last Thursday really? night, man. I went outside <laughs> after the show. Um, went outside back, out out back, and um, you know, I was I was lighting one up, and I I I see something. I thought it was like ducks. But they, I was like, those are weird ducks. They're just flying in a straight line. <laughs> and it started getting closer and closer. And it was coming really fast. And I was, and I recorded oh. the whole thing. And it, was, it started coming really fast. And as, as it got closer, I could see like the lights were spinning on this fucking thing. And it got oh. over my house. It was huge, bro. It was like a huge, 
It looked like a UFO. People were telling me that was Elon's Starlink satellites, but I don't know. Really? No. I, I, I did. No. I, I've seen the footage of these these Starlink satellites, and this didn't look like that. Uh, I mean, I could see like an outline of this stupid thing, it, it, and it shot straight up in the sky. I was like, oh. why would a, a Starlink satellite just shoot straight up yeah. in the sky? And the weird thing was, you know, I, I was just kind of, you know, playing it off. And then I started hearing helicopters outside, you know, there's like three helicopters over my neighborhood. Oh, and I'm like, what shoot. the fuck is going on? <laughs> Were you <laughs> scared? I'd have been scared. I, I was. My wife got home <laughs> with some Chick-fil-A, you know, and she's like, are you going to eat this? I was like, I, honestly, I'm freaked out right now. She's just th- <laughs> looking at me like I was crazy. I was explaining to her what I saw. She was like, well, I saw the helicopters, but I didn't see a UFO. I was like, man, well. And then the next day. <laughs> There was another UFO sighting, and I, you know, this lady that cut my hair, she was showing me video of it, and I was like, "What the fuck is going wow. on in this area, dude?" I live like an hour away from Starlink, Starbase. Oh, uh, maybe maybe Elon's doing some crazy stuff over there. He yeah, bro. Some new stuff out. I don't know, man. Yeah, on, That's on that crazy. Elon, who do you got, Musk or Zuck? How does it happen? <laughs> man, uh, I like Elon. Um, um, you know, and I and I respect uh, uh, Zuckerberg for like training MMA in the first place and doing jujitsu and stuff, well, and then competing. He actually, yeah, he is. <laughs> he competed, you know, at a public tournament, which like that's pretty crazy. Like for a guy like him to compete at a public tournament, like that was kind of cool. Um, so maybe he'll like become a little more normal and like not as like you know, how he is. Uh, but I'm probably going to take Zuckerberg, man, just because he's already been doing the training. He, you can see he's flying in GSP. He's flying in all these different coaches and uh, fighters to come, like, help him and train. Uh, Elon, I've seen him post a couple times, maybe with, like, a couple of people, but it just doesn't seem like he's training as much as uh, Mark is. And Mark's, like, already in shape. Like, he's way better shape than Elon. How, how much of a difference do you think, uh, you know, the size – I've heard, dude, that I don't want to say, it, but I'm gonna Elon's say big. Elon's big, and people say he's got like Mongo strength, and really? yeah, yeah, like you know, it's. I'm like, yo, I I don't know. I think if if Elon gets his hands on him, he's just gonna fucking club him. Really? I don't know. Smother yeah, smother yeah, Roy Nelson style. Smother. <laughs> I think uh, Zuckerberg just recently got his blue belt under uh, Dave Camarillo. Uh, out there, oh, grill jujitsu. Yep, yep. Yeah. So it's legit. I mean, like you said, respect him for doing that, and continues to compete. And then we have entered definitely what I've mentioned. Alon uh, is the twilight zone in the MMA world. <laughs> it probably will happen, but I had to ask you, man. Since we last had you on, just about everything and anything has happened. And yeah. that fight probably UFC 300. I don't know. We always throw it out there every week, and uh. And try try to play out what kind of scenario the UFC's playing with this card. Conor McGregor included. They have Conor Conor McGregor, Nick Diaz, three. It's going to be the undercard oh. on that on that uh, UFC three hundred. So, oh. <laughs> the undercard. <laughs> the first fight on the prelims. Oh, how good it'll be! Yeah, it'll be. That's how good it'll be. <laughs> oh man! Hey, uh, uh, Mark, do you have a question for Elon, man? Uh, yeah, if you weren't fighting, what would you be doing as a career? Um, as a career, I mean, 
like if I stopped now or like if I had never so gotten into you never fighting. got into fighting, what would you be doing? Okay. If you weren't fighting at all, what would you be doing? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, That's I a weird know. question. I, I wasn't – I didn't really have anything that I want because – when I was 15 is when I started training and that's when I knew I wanted to fight. So I never really was thinking too much about like what I was going to do after, uh, school. I mean, I went to, I went to our, our community college for like a year and a half and I was just there for business administration. Like, you know, like a really basic degree because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, I've, I've known I wanted to fight since I started training. So, uh, I, I was re- I was very frail and skinny. I wouldn't be like in shape or like you know probably as big as I am now. So it probably wouldn't be anything physical. Um, <laughs> uh, shit, I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's a weird fucking thank question, God I didn't Mark. Go down that, thank God I'm I didn't go sorry. Down that road. Weird. Can, that's a weird Canadian question. That's a good one. It is a good one. Like, I don't know. I've never really thought about what I'd be doing if I'm not doing it now. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess it's it's no different from like a normal life, right? Like, if I asked you, you know, what do you think you'd be doing, you know, if you being didn't figure asshole. out you were going to do this, you know, I'd be being, still be an asshole. <laughs> He'd still, Mark would still be a Canadian asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's been uh, martial arts has been your whole life, Alonso. Very understood, you know what I mean? Because they are, yeah, it's I'm, shoot, where you're at now in your career, though, everything, all the, you know what I mean, the hard times and stuff you've been through, that it's, yep. uh, it's, I mean, go, going to Bellator, like I said, I'm glad they're taking care of you over there. First time mm-hmm. I ever seen you, I'll never forget when you fought our boy Steve. Yes. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> never forget our that, boy man. Steve Garcia, man. He's been on the show, and I mean, man, maybe one day hey, you guys can run it back, but that was some epic stuff along. And since then, been a fan, man. It's always uh, great to see you out there. You'll forever be remembered on the, you know, the Contender Series, one of the best knockouts ever. Mm-hmm. And I know that the series is about to start back up again. So is there anybody out there, training partners, guys that you uh, that are on the rise coming up, maybe competing in Contender Series or up-and-comers? Um, we got uh, fighting for the United Fight League. Uh, Brandon Lewis, he hmm. fought in the Contender Series twice. He lost both oh, times, um, but uh, now he's fighting for United Fight League. He likes it over there. Um, my boy Max Quinones just fought at CFFC. He's now 4-0. Uh, I mean, he went out there and melted this kid in the first round. And before that, he had a big flying knee, which made me proud. Uh, he knocked this kid <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. Knee, but Max is on the rise, man. Watch out for him. He's 4-0. He's pro. He's really good. And uh, he's in his, like, like you know, some fighters are just, like, on fire. Like, they're, they're mm-hmm. in this, like, really, like, he, and that's where he's at. Like, I feel like I told him, like, literally when we were in the back room before he went out, I was like, dude, I put my hand on his shoulder. I was like, for some reason, I was like, I feel like all of your fights from now on are going to be highlight finishes. Like, I just, I don't know why. Like, I just see, like, you're just going to burn through everybody. And then, you know, be in the UFC or wherever he wants to go. Um, we got uh, we got a bunch of amateur fighters from Kaiser. Uh, shout out to them. We actually got five people fighting uh, in one night. So that's going to be a little crazy, you know, helping corner them. Uh, there's some pro. Well, and then there's one, one of them's pro, uh, Tyler DeHaven. But, uh, you know, shout out to the amateur, you know, to our fighters at Kaiser. Uh, you know, we represent Jim, you know, this weekend and uh, happy to see it. 
right on, man. Alon, it was a pleasure, bro. It's always fun having you on the show, man. We just uh, we need to have you on more. We can't wait a hundred episodes. So we gotta hey, make I'm it down. to a Let point. Yeah, we gotta make it to a point where we have you on as a regular guest, like we have uh, Tim Means, Steve Garcia, and some other guys that you know they're always down to come on and jump on the, on yeah. the show. So we really do appreciate it, man. Um, before we let you go, brother. Tell everybody where to find you on social media. Give a shout out to all your sponsors, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for having me on again. And, uh, you know, let me, you know, share what's been going on in my life and what's mm-hmm. going on in my fight. Um, <clears throat> you can find me at Alon Cruz, A-A-L-O-N-C-R-U-Z on pretty much any platform. And it's my name because nobody else has my name, luckily. <laughs> so, so Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, nice. whatever. Uh, just, you know, A-A-L-O-N-C-R-U-Z. And then uh, shout out my sponsor, uh, Crucial Colors. That's why I'm wearing this shirt. My boy, George, he's uh, been sponsoring me since, you know, ever since I got, you know, from the cup in the UFC, he's always been one of my sponsors. And uh, he's always willing to help out. You know, he's, you know, especially like monetarily, it helps like, you know, he'll help me with plane tickets and stuff like that. And that's huge, you know, because, you know, yeah, we're fighting, we're making money, but people don't realize how much goes into camp and the actual fight you know so you're you're grossing a certain amount but you're only netting you know a certain amount mm-hmm. right so uh also angry elephant tattoos uh the farmers gene farmer and beth like i told him he'll probably be there uh he's also one of my you know biggest supporters and you know without him i definitely wouldn't be able to train like i need to he's you know hooked me up with a lot of with a lot of things that uh and resources so you know i appreciate them um, I got a new sponsor, uh, Ampere EV. They actually, uh, convert gas powered vehicles, uh, into, EV, into electric vehicles. So oh, nice. that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's kind of cool. So I mean, if you guys ever need one, they're based out of Georgia. Uh, if you guys ever need to, if you, you feel like you want to go down the EV road, but you don't want to go buy a Tesla, you can turn your Civic into an electric Jeez. vehicle. I'm, wait, right, I'm so waiting for my Cybertruck, cool. bro. The Cybertruck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. comes out. Shit. Um, yeah, and Bayshore Fit, they let me, you know, they, they let me train there, uh, and use their facility. That's where I do my strength conditioning, uh, with my coach, Coach Frederick. Um, and yeah, I think that's really about it, sponsor wise. If I I forget, I'm sorry, because there's a lot of people thinking, you know, not enough time. Can we get a quick shout out to the dog that was in the background? Oh, Zayden, that's my that's my boy. Uh, yeah, Zayden. Uh, he's oh yeah, we're we're huge dog be, lovers here, man. Oh really? He's well, he's yeah. about to be twelve. He's he's old, um, but he's still spunky, man. It's fine because when when he eats his dinner, and he and, and I let him outside. The first thing he does, he runs to his bed and he starts humping the blanket. So <laughs> he's a puppy, he's got, bro. He's got, twelve years old. He's got he's, a long life. I had a dog. He lived yeah. nineteen years, bro. Wow! Wow! That's awesome. Yeah. The longest I had one uh, was 17 and it wasn't, it was my grandma's dog. Um, but he was like, by that point he was like blind and you know, he's all, he was all jacked up and you know, luckily, luckily he went by that point, but that's <laughs> awesome though. 19 years. That's crazy, yeah. man. That's awesome. Right on. Sweet. Well, well look, thanks again, brother. We really do appreciate it. Uh, again, you know, David Hill, 
he'll let you know, you know, when we got a free time for you to, to, to jump on. Um, yeah, hopefully we can get you. Yeah. Let's get you back on uh, real soon after your fight. Uh, so that way we can talk about the, the badass knockout that you're going to deliver. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> no, no, oh, yeah. no, no pressure at all, but we need to see that flying knee Don't knockout. You put that on me, man. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, y'all. Appreciate it. Later, dude. Yeah, thanks, for the, thanks for the time, Alon. Yeah, thank you. All right, brother. Later. Peace. Hey, Alon. Hey, Alon. <laughs> that's how I always remembered how to spell his name right. Right. Everybody listening, he'll be fighting Bellator 298 in two weeks, August 11th, uh, headlined by Logan Storley and Brennan Ward. So it's a stacked card with 19 fights, dude. It's like there's like half the card has like been on the show. Like, like he's saying, they're people that he knows. So it's good to hear. That's always the way the fight book sitting ring sideways go. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love Alon, man. I love when he's jump when he gets on the show. He's just so fucking awesome. And I love that he believes in the paranormal and the UFOs. Bro, yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed the way he talked about his team. I mean, like you said, yeah, I've never dude. heard anybody really nope. go that deep about their team. Um, it makes me believe in what they're doing. And I mean, I, he didn't even go that deep into it, you know? No, no. Having it simplified like that, you know, you only, like you said, you reap the results. And I mean, making changes like that, when you, depends on what you, I mean, how long you've been training, been training with the same people, uh, like Tom Aspinall, he got rid of his entire coaching staff, switched everything up. What happened? He goes out there and gets a eight second KO, Marcin Tucker. Right. You know, so that's why I want to transition to touch on UFC London, a little recap on that. We will have outside the case news and get to the stack. You see 291 card. So you guys take, uh, well, Tom Aspinall fight. If he blinked, you missed the fight, you know, but that guy coming back to the same place where he blew his knee out and starching out Marcin Tibera, man, like I knew he, he fit, I picked him by finish, but not like that, not fast, right? Like, I mean, this dude, Todd, he just fucking just came in and said, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going I'm gonna finish this fight right now. I need to got I, I got some stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, man. He, he doesn't I mean, want to risk getting hurt again. I mean, no, no. I mean, I wasn't impressed. I I think it's a a pussy move. <laughs> hey, Marcin Tarbura, tough bastard, man, too. So like <laughs> the whole John Jones thing, like the call out, like Tom Aspinall previous to his knee injury was already slated to be like the Sergey Pavlovich you know, up in the mix, but now he's definitely got his name in the hat. And John Jones should know how tough Marcin Tiber is. He used to train with him at Jackson Wink, you know what I mean? So big time win for Tom Aspinall. And I think he's on standby, man. At the Stipe Jones fight, it's pyramids. I don't believe it's going to happen until it happens. Tom Aspinall's ready to go. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, dude, I think Tom Aspinall, he's uh... – I I don't like seeing like some of the articles I've been seeing that Tom Tom is gonna destroy John. Tom has a shot against oh. John. I'm like, bro, you're getting a, you're getting a little too ahead of yourself. All right, yeah. Like, I I would like to see him fight uh, someone like Cyril Gone and see where it goes from there. That'd be great. Hey, that's that's actually a good call right there, man. Yeah, because the heavyweight division like Stipe and Jones like. We, uh, we said it a few times. I've mentioned it. Like, that may be the last time we see both of them. You know, if Jones wins, maybe he retires. Maybe if Stipe starches him, 
what a way to go out beating fucking right? the goat. I, I think his next fight's probably going to be it's going to be either Rosenstruck or uh, or uh, or Derek Lewis. All right, who's fighting nah, this weekend? He's, he's fighting this weekend, bro. I hope he wins, man. I really do. But yeah, Aspinall is—he's right there because Sergey Spivak and um, Cyril Gon—that's a definite uh, title eliminator. Possible. Yeah, Spivak—that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, Mark Ambi Miller's uh, brother. <laughs> Where is Mark? Uh, he said he had the. Uh, it crashed on him Zoom, so I don't know. Uh. If so, um, but uh, moving down on the card, though, we predicted this. We called it to the T. We—I don't ever want to see Molly McCann on a main card Fuck. again, dude. Uh, I don't I want guess, to see her like, on the prelims. Yeah, <laughs> she's moving down to she, she she needs to fight on a on a fight that's not even televised. Bro, I'm telling you, you know, I got I got bored. I just like I said I would, and I stopped watching it. And by the time I knew it, the main event was over because it was so so quick. So it was yeah. just like I didn't even watch it. You know this. <laughs> You're not a real fight fan. <laughs> I was watching the whole thing, bro, and it just it got. <laughs> I just it was boring, bro. It was fucking yeah, boring. Dude. Yeah, dude. That's a sandwich bro, fight of the night, you know, and it was a co-main event and it just I don't know. Fuck that fight. Yeah, yeah Jalija did win or whatever however you say her name. She did win by submission, first round. It it, it is what it is. But it's it's it, it, just like what we said. This fight was a, going to be a boring fight and it was a boring fight. Well, it was a big mismatch, and I think, like, Molly McCann afterwards said that she's moving weight classes. Like, that's not just going to solve all the problems. Like, she, there's, she's going to fight uh, killers and grapplers there, too. Like, they're not going nowhere. You know what I mean? I mean, moving weight class, what is that going to do? You're still going to be the same boring-ass, stupid fighter. Well, I don't want to say stupid, but boring. You're, you're just going to be a fat bitch. <laughs> <laughs> a bad bitch fighting in a lower weight class. <laughs> oh my god! Now will she make weight though? Will she yeah, make weight? I don't That's know, bro. Thing. I mean, they call her Meatball for a reason. Well, yeah. she's friends with with Patty, Patty the Fatty, so, and Meatball. I don't know. Yeah. Calling it now. She gets another co-main event next fight. Calling it. Yeah, the next Kobe event's going to be the next uh, card in London. Yeah, the same shit over and over again. Yeah. yeah. But they, that's thank what's goodness, let's, let's thank Paul Craig right now for saving this card. Oh, somewhere. dude. Paul Going Craig. Craig. <laughs> Paul Craig. Paul Craig. Who did he call out? Bo Nickel? Like, that's dope, man. Like, if Bo Nickel yeah, Paul dude. Craig. I mean, he's, he's the real deal. But, I mean, I don't think he needs to go down level in competition to Bo. Bo is still on the rise. I think Paul Craig could do some damage at 185, though. Oh, yeah, bro. I, he, he looked really good, bro. Really good. And he's a motherfucker, man. He's got a wins over, you know, the... He's got a win over the 205 champ, Jamal Hill. Broke his arm. Like, Paul Craig's a warrior, man. Like, that guy is definitely... Like, 185, I don't know. Adesanya doesn't got a, an opponent, like, or Chamaya, whatever, like... Keep Paul Craig on standby for either of those fights. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. So, but my lock of the night came through. I got bragging rights. I told y'all Danny Roberts would get KO cold and Johnny Parsons delivered. Dude, that was brutal. <laughs> 
but yeah, the overall rating of the car, I give it a 4.2. I give it a fucking three, bro. I, I like the, you know, a fight I really enjoyed was Chris Duncan and Yanal Ashmuz. Ashmuz uh, had his wrist broken like in the first round and he fought with one arm, you know, the rest of the fight. So that was really impressive. I, I think the most disappointing fight was uh, Shauna Bannon and Bruna Brazil. Shauna Bannon just, bro. Oh. She looked like Molly McCann, but yeah, taller. Yeah. I think, well, I picked 13 of the 15 fights, correct? Bragging rights. Yeah, you but, did um, good, man. I think I got like 12 or 11. I should have got 14 because Davy Grant got robbed. I don't know what the judges were looking at in that Daniel Marcos performance there, but yeah, just based on the strikes, uh, there wasn't much takedown or uh, control time. Davy Grant got robbed in his own country. So, yeah. But yeah, no, that, I mean, there wasn't, oh man, the main card just, we kind of predicted the way it was going to go and yep. disappointed. Mm-hmm. Tom Aspinall's mm-hmm. five second KO it was cold, whatever, but yeah, not the greatest card in the, uh, you talked about four. it not being the greatest card. <laughs> it's it's a four. It's a yeah. four. I give it a three. All right. So, so before Let's we go. get to 291, it's time for that portion of the show, Rudy. Yes. It. Oh, you want to do some outside, outside the cage news. There's tons of stuff that's always happening outside the cage that sometimes is more interesting than what happens in the cage, right, boys? But this week... Yeah. Man, inside, outside, starting with outside. I'm starting with Mike Jackson fighting Pat Milicic, right? That's how bro. Dude, I, I, te- I texted Pat and I and I sent him that picture of the of the fight poster and I was like, Pat, is this real? So yeah. I'm waiting for him to confirm because he hasn't said anything, so I don't know. I think it's wow. real, man, and I hope Pat destroys Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson yeah. Mike Jackson's a racist piece of shit. Dude, I think (laughs) Pat Militich Militich has been calling out this fool for a long time. Yeah. So is Jake Shields. Yeah, it should be Jake, but I mean, if it's Pat, that's cool. Maybe we could talk to Pat about it. He's previously been on the show with us before, so, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was like total out of uh, ballpark left field news. That I would, I mean, we're in the twilight zone, so it's necessary. Fuck it, Mike Jackson. Hope he gets his ass beat by Pat or Dick Shields, one or the other. But, but uh, the Ben Askren, Jorge Masvidal kind of strip. You guys think that's possible? They do get the rematch done, or bro, I don't ever want to see Ben Askren fighting. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see. I don't want to see his, another fight of his. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be boxing or MMA or mixed rules or what the hell it's going to be. But it'll. Be I want to see him do card jitsu. Yeah, <laughs> he'd probably be the champ. He, could he probably could. Well. Yeah, I don't know, man. I... Yeah. If it does happen, I want George to win. I just don't like. I just don't like Ben Askren. I don't. You I know, don't. Fat George. You got to call him Fat George because Fat George, yeah, because he got. Yeah. Him fat. Well, he's in good shape now, though. That's the thing. Like he's actually in really good physical shape. And then uh, Masvidal was uh, kind of saying he had a fight booked, right? We talked about it with Marcel. So, yeah. Oh man, I, I know Jorge's got maybe a couple fights left out there. If it's in his own promotion or whatever the case may be, because there's several different organizations that'll put it together. Uh, I won't be in the UFC, of course, but mm-hmm. um. It, 
it could be just some celebrity boxing fight that happens or that we don't know that's happening until it actually happens type deal. So, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, no, that's kind of weird that that's, uh, that came about, but I mean, I'm, I'm all, I'm all in on it. The rematch, fuck it. Let's do it. Shit show boxing. Let's go. Uh, but, uh, I want to talk, uh, Sean Strickland and Israel Adesanya is not happening. I'm sad. I don't know. What oh, I know. Like I would just talk about Paul Craig, like, I, I have a strange feeling, guys, that, like, Shemaev is going to fight Izzy. Like, the cost of fights, just, like, a little, just, you know, whatever. They're fucking around, Twitter, the same old shit. What do you guys think? Shemaev goes down to fucking Sydney and fights Izzy, right? Dude, if that happens... Pyramids, we it. <laughs> Pyramids up the ass, bro. Pyramids but, up I mean, the like, ass. But who, who as fuck does he fight though? Like, I mean, they just didn't want to pay Sean Strickland, and like, I know his. I don't know if you guys heard his reaction, but Rudy would probably be better to just. It sound better coming from Rudy than me, but um, but yeah, it's a kind of <laughs> weird man, cause that's that was a necessary fight, and uh, give him the shot, man. Like, pay the man, but I don't know. They're uh, they're still not a main event for you. I'll tell you why they they didn't want to pay me because they're a bunch of pussies, <laughs> and they don't smoke fifty packs of cigarettes a day. Man, well, we'll see next by next week. They have to have a fight lined up, so it's either going to be Chimaev or fuck it. Paul Craig takes it, you know, short notice. Let's go. Oh, dude, and he's unscathed. Yeah, man, I don't know what they're going to do about that, but I think Izzy's not happy about it too because you know that's a big card for him in Australia and shit, man. Like, what's what's going on? That's pyramids in itself. But uh, week to week, we'll find out, and hopefully by next week, we'll talk about that uh, matchup, whatever it is, Adesanya, Shemaev. I, I think it's going to happen, but but yeah. a fight that might happen, that should happen. Cowboy Cerrone wants to beat the shit out of Andrew Tate, and I hope it happens. Wow. Right, Rudy? Yeah, I'm all for it, man. He's been talking a lot of shit to Andrew Tate. They've been, you know, talking shit back and forth. But, uh, yeah, Cowboy Cerrone called him a a fake champ. Did he say you you could buy one of those belts? On eBay. On eBay. (laughs) Sorry about that, fellas. Oh, welcome back, Mark. No, we're talking Cowboy. Updated on me. Cowboy Cerrone, Andrew Tate. How does a cowboy beat him, Mark? Head kick. Yeah. <laughs> right to his fucking dome. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, speaking about Albuquerque uh, fighters, uh, a known associate, a known legend, uh, kind of some concerning videos he posted. Diego Sanchez. Should we be, should we be worried about Diego Sanchez, Rob? We should be worried about Diego Sanchez. I've always been we worried about him. We should have been worried about him since, like... Since since the fucking his, Ultimate his, Fighter. It's tough. Wow. <laughs> Wrapping himself in fucking that plastic and shit. And, mm. I don't know, dude. Yeah. So, Diego Sanchez, bro. This guy. We, we really need to do some sort of intervention with him. Yeah, it's not good. Like, I don't know, man. Well, let's have him on the show, then. He won't jump on I know. No. <laughs> no. It, yeah, that's, but it's weird though that he came about popping up in the news, and it's always for like something very controversial and like just weird as fuck. You know what I mean? But I don't know. He looks weird as shit too. He has like a big ass beard and long hair. And, yeah. yeah, that's a trip, man. Diego's a trip. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. 
Joshua. We'll a lot of weird, a lot of weird things are happening with Mr. Diego Sanchez. You know, it's been a while since we've heard anything of of him and about him, and then this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, shout out to uh, what's called our boy Sam Alvey. I don't know if you guys seen his food truck that he has. It's called Food Fight. It's super badass. <laughs> Sam is the man, and uh, check out his pod or his YouTube channel. Hilarious content. We've had him on the show, so. But yeah, Sam Alvey having a food truck is one of the best things that could ever happen. You know? Hell yeah, man. We need to get him back on so you can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's a uh, yeah, he's Sam's pure comedy, man. He's uh he's MMA gold, Sam Alvey. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Uh but uh what is I gonna, I gonna mention too? Uh, well there was some fight bookings too. We could touch on all the go to UFC two ninety one. Um also the sudden passing of uh Sinead O'Connor. Hmm. Right? Conor McGregor was paying tribute to her. You guys seen that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's, that is not sad. Sure, yeah, not sure what happened, though. But, yeah, 59 or 50, 56 years old, uh, Sinead O'Connor. That's so young. Yeah. But, yeah, probably one of the most epic walkouts in UFC history, right? The Conor walkout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tony but, uh, Bennett also passed away on the 20th. I was going to that's right. I heard about that. That's okay. Yeah. So Tony Bennett dies, and I even told my wife when she told me about Tony Bennett, I was like, "Hey, it comes in threes, and then bam, yeah. Sinead O'Connor dies. So who's next?" No, he was what? How old? Damn. Who's next? You some <laughs> morbid ass motherfucking questions, bro. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, but I mean, if we gotta pick somebody, <laughs> I mean, Vince <laughs> Russo could be next. I wouldn't mind that. Um, I don't know, but so he was Tony, old, but... Tony Tony Bennett was ninety six years old. Holy shit! Are you serious? He was that old. Ninety six, yeah. And Sinead O'Connor was fifty six. Yeah. Now Tony lived a long, good life, man. That's I mean, shit. I don't want to live till yeah. I'm ninety six. Put it that way, you know what I mean? Tony Bennett had less uh, less health problems than LeBron James' son. Oh man, that's crazy, LeBron's son. Yeah, that's, I mean he's good now, but Brony James, yeah, cardiac arrest. That's pretty nuts. Like, that's fucking man. crazy, bro. I yeah, know, man. Yeah, and it was at the UFC. Yeah, at the tryouts, I believe, or the summer camp for the yep. USC for some mm-hmm. reason attending college. So that's scary shit. You know what I mean? So yeah, it is. But yeah, the fight bookings, like we'll close out outside the cage news of fight bookings. Uh, we heard that they announced that Type Silvasa will fight Volkov on that Sydney card. Of course, there's no main event, so it's only right they got Silvasa on there because he's always delivering some crazy action fight and going out on his shield. So <laughs> I love that he's on that card. And I don't know, they might have to call up Mr. Volkanowski to headline that sucker, right, Rob? Like, what are they going to do? Hell yeah. I, I mean, what they're going to do. Yeah. Doesn't Volkanowski. He don't give a shit. He'll still fight. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. if Tapoya can make the date, surgery, though, doesn't he? Or no? Well, he's uh, he already had the surgery successfully. Okay, so. they did have another surgery yeah. after that last fight. <laughs> well, he fought injured against Yair and still beat the yep. brakes on him. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, they announced the uh, Gamrot versus Fizayev is the main event for what September twenty third fight night. Yeah. Is it the Mexican uh, Independence Day fight night, Rob? Is that what it is? I or... think so, because it... Is it the same card as... Uh, um... No, the Mexican Independence Day is like the week before, because I know um, 
I think I think Fed has a fight on that card too as well. I need to talk to him. Confirm. That yeah. should be announced soon. Yep. Yeah, I think I think it's the week after. But yeah, Fizayev. No, and, uh, it, it is. It's September sixteenth, man. Um, Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Yeah, Alexa Grasso versus That's the same card, right? Yep. Yeah, and then the, the week yeah. after the Gamrot Fizayev fight night, so they're adding uh, fights to that card as well. So. But, I mean, the most important fights, like we were talking, the Adesanya doesn't have an opponent. And we don't know about Colby and Leon. And, man, I don't know. There's some big fights out there that just we don't know. It's the yeah. unknown right now. Yeah, they just so, announced uh, Alex Caceres versus Giga Chikadze, bro. That's right. Uh, that's yeah, that. UFC Singapore, August 26th. Um, that's... Yeah, that's an interesting fight, man. It uh, is. Uh-huh. Alex Caceres has been on a tear lately, and Giga Chikadze's uh, so. Giga hasn't fought in a while, man, but he's back. Yeah, and Giga was uh, straight up like slated for the belt, and then he got smoked. You know what I mean? Like he got destroyed, mm-hmm. and now like I mean, Alex is a tough test for him, though, for sure. Absolutely a banger fight, though, for sure. Um, what else do I want to hit? Uh, well, most of the re- yeah, UFC two ninety one boys. Uh, probably, oh man, it's this uh, card is probably going to go down as like the banger of the fucking year for sure. It has on paper, it has to deliver, right? Like, come on. Oh yeah, dude, for That's sure. True. Bad motherfucker, built. Yeah. yeah well, let's poster. let's talk about this poster. What did Dustin Poirier say? He said like he liked it in the. Uh, Embedded, it's like usual suspects or whatever, but uh, yeah, I think it's, usual it's all right. It's all right. It's uh, it's not it's, it's not okay. horrible. It's a six. Gives me the gives me the Brady Bunch vibe. I'm giving it a seven. I like it. That's wrong, Mark. Yeah, six, seven point five. Yeah. On six. paper, though, yeah, on paper, this card is a ten. Right? I mean, you guys want to do the the whole card or how do you want to do this one uh because of time man let's just do the because uh, i got things to do uh, um let's do the cancel. main card no cancel it not a real fight fan doing the whole card <laughs> <laughs> well let's run it down let's do the prelims quick prelims pick rudy you got the honors of all right, You're telling us the uh, we got the, uh, fights and the the uh, the odds. Yeah, so we got the the first fight: women's flyweight bout, Miranda Maverick versus Priscilla Cachoeira. Miranda Maverick's coming in at a minus three thirty five favorite, plus two sixty underdog for Priscilla Cachoeira. I'm going with Priscilla Cachoeira. She's I'm going on a with two Priscilla. Win fight streak, and uh, she's been doing good, man. Miranda Maverick. Yeah, I don't know, bro. She's she's hasn't really been all there. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm going for Cachoeira, man. Maybe a late sub or so, but Cachoeira's tricky, man. Like, ever since she got beat down to a pulp by Valentina, she's had some good fights after that. Mm-hmm. I, I picked them pretty well, so I am going to pick her in this fight because Maverick, I can't trust her. Uh, she, given she does, uh, she's a pretty action-packed fighter. She likes to make it a dog fight, but Cachoeira is that she's right there, too, with her. And I think they probably won't see the scorecards. Nope. It'll probably go to Cachoeira. But uh, next fight up, uh, Matthew Semmelsberger versus Uros Medic, a guy who fought our boy Alon Cruz. That uh, mm-hmm. was last fight in the UFC. Uh, uh, men's welterweight. Rudy, what are the odds? Uh, Semmelsberger's got to be the favorite. Yeah, he's a favorite. Uh, slight favorite, minus 215, plus 174 underdog for Uros Medic. Um, 
Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm going with the dog on this one too. Hell yeah. yeah. This is a dog or pass fight, and uh, Semmelsberger still has one of the best nicknames in the game. I'm always going to pick him for that reason. And, yeah, knockout, right. Semmelsberger. First-round knockout. Damn. There you go. Semi the Jedi. <laughs> but uh, moving on to prelims, this fight probably won't see the judges as well. Uh, mm-hmm. 1.5 flyweight action, CJ Vergara against Vincia Salvador. DJ Vergara had one of the greatest comeback fights in the UFC history, right? Last time we seen him, he was running from his opponent, and then he came back and fucking destroyed <laughs> him in the third round. So, I, I don't know. Vincia Salvador is a finisher, man. Uh, it's an important fight for flyweight, though. They're a little bit far out in rankings, but I'm pretty sure Salvador is a favorite, right, Rudy? Are you going to go with him? Or? Uh, Well, it looks like CJ Vergara is a favorite you know, it's moderate flavor. Right? He's a minus one fifty plus two one twenty five underdog for Salvador. I'm gonna put my money on another dog. Yeah, for sure. I'm with the dog on this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have uh, a guy who I can't trust anymore, even though I like the dude <laughs> all his entire career. <laughs> Jake Matthews fights a short notice opponent in Darius Flowers. Darius Flowers came from what the Contender Series, right? And he had that nasty like. Slam KO. So he hasn't fought in a while. So, I mean, he's been on the shelf, but I mean, the guy's a killer, man. And Jake Matthews can't be trusted. I don't know. It's a coin. Can't be trusted. You know, he is the. I'm going uh, for Darius Flowers, man. Jake is a Mm -hmm. a minus 260 favorite. Darius is a plus 205 underdog. It's Mm -hmm. four dogs in a row. My money's on Darius Flowers, bro. I mean, if this this hits. There's some money to be made. Some money, bro. Money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a game time decision. Uh, uh, pick on that one. I'm going to wait to the uh, weigh-ins. Jake Matthews, though, he goes out there sometimes and looks like a world beater. And the next fight, he fucking gets his ass beat. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> against lower competition, too. So, But um, but moving on. Next fight. Uh, yeah, Roman Kapalov and Claudio Ribeiro. Man. This is my sleeper fight of the night for the prelims. Like on the, on the prelims, this is one of my favorite fights on the prelims. I don't know why, but it is. Man. Be they're way out there in rankings too. I don't know who's it. What's the odds on this one, Rudy? Uh, looks like Claudio Rivero's plus one seventy underdog, minus two ten favorite for Roman Kopilov. And I'm I'm going with a favorite on this one, Roman Kopilov. Yeah, I like Kopilov. He's been finishing fights lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rivero, mm-hmm. man, I don't I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, I don't know. Kopilov's properly. Uh, as a favorite, because yeah, I think he gets the job done. Yeah, I think yeah. I think uh, Kapalov is gonna fucking KO Ribeiro. I say second round, man. I think we're all in favor third. of Kapalov. Yeah, sure. Kapalov, uh, third round fight, KO. Next fight up. I don't know why they have this fight in Utah, but it could get ugly after the first round when they both gassed out. But Derek <laughs> Lewis against Marcos Rogério de Lima. And that, it didn't sound good when Derek Lewis said it would be passed out at a horrible weight cut last time and felt like he died. Like, that's not good. No. no. And I and I think the Lima is going to uh, put a stamp on Lewis. He could, in fact, because the leg kicks. And like I said, yes. if it goes past There's one round. Kicks. Yeah. But if Derek Lewis happens to get taken down and then he just pops back up and catches him with one shot, I could see that happening, too. Yeah, yeah, but you know, Marcos is a minus two thirty favorite, plus one eighty three underdog for Derek Lewis. I I'm, I like Marcos in this fight. 
Um, he's just—he's a really smart fighter, man. He—he doesn't—he doesn't take unnecessary risks. Um, and you know when he—he'll finish you when he can. But if he can't, yep. you know he'll grind you out to a decision. Tear you out. Yeah. So I—I I think this is not a good fight for Derek Lewis. He's probably going to get his fourth loss and pink slip for this fight. Um, Unfortunately, hey, but then he can go. Uh, he could go fight Francis Ngannou in PFL, and make two million. I would love it, dude. Dude, that'd be badass. <laughs> there you go. There you go, PFL. If you're listening, that's your matchup. Perfect. But moving on, this is uh, well, a, a pretty big mismatch here. I'm not hating on Trevin Giles. I just know Bonfim is just a savage man, and like I don't know, mm. man. I can't. I, I can't seem to pick a Trevin Giles fight properly. But Gabriel Bonfim. The guy's a rising star, man, and uh, it's a pretty good test. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a favorite. I'm going to go Bonfim gets the finish, though. Yeah, he is a, a minus. He opened up at minus 300 favorite, um, and it was a plus 240 underdog for Giles. Right now, he's a minus 345 favorite, plus 270 underdog for Giles. And, yeah, man, that's uh, my money's on Bonfim. Hell yeah. Yeah, they're close in ranking as far as they're 49-43. According to Tapology, so, but yeah, that's a that's a fight to showcase Bonfim uh, on the prelims leading into the pay per view for sure. That's what that fight's about. So, but uh, moving on to the main card, the fight that Kevin Holland's been asking for for a while. Michael Chiesa, he hasn't been he hasn't been active, man. He's still number thirteen in the world. He's that badass, right? Because Michael Chiesa, we know he's a killer too. Kevin Holland's gonna have to bring his jujitsu black belt. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know if he gets taken down. It's going to be ah man. We've seen Kevin Holland get taken down and beat up, but then again, the guy's got some great submissions. I think uh, at some point Kevin Holland is going to knock out Kiesa. I got Kevin Holland all the way. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, this fight, yeah. he is a uh, slight favorite, minus one forty-five favorite. Michael Kiesa is a plus one twenty underdog. Like you said, Kiesa hasn't fought. Um, it's going almost on two years, one year, seven months. Kevin Holland, the most active fighter on the UFC roster, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Uh, coming out fresh off a win against Santiago Ponzinibbio, Michael Chiesa has dropped two in a row. I, I you know, Most of his wins are by decision, bro, and, and it's going to be hard dragging a, a fight fighter like Kevin Holland to a decision uh, unless you're a fighter. I don't even think blanket. it's going to go to a decision, Yeah, I don't bro. think so either, man. I think, I think Kevin Holland's going to fucking finish him. I he get, I get, I get Kevin round. Holland getting frustrated in the first round and yeah. unleashing his frustration on Kiesa's chin on the second. Yeah, I mean Kevin Holland did fight like a uh, Kevin Holland fought the stand-up fight with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. He's that crazy, you know what I mean? So he could have <laughs> probably maybe taken him down, you know what I mean? But it's like Kiesa. I don't know. He is good on the ground. It could be interesting grappling exchanges on the ground in this fight. But I think Kevin Holland by sub or just a nasty KO for sure. That's my pick. So, but speaking of nasty KOs and finishes and blood and everything involved, we bro, we will see blood against yeah. Bobby Green, and they got pretty heated today at the presser. Yeah, uh, Bobby Green was dressed like fucking Fifty Cent, about to jump on <laughs> Death Jam video game. Man, I mean, Tony Ferguson, man, given that he has that five-fight losing streak, like, you guys are all killers and champions, you know what I mean? So you can't knock it. Tony didn't hasn't seemed like he's been in the right place for a while now, so he seems pretty happy. He looks healthy. Um, Bobby Green's, like, type of opponent to bring out the dog and Tony, man, and make it a 
salsa dance and some blood, and that's what Tony loves to do, man. So, um, but man, Tony's got a badass walkout song. So, oh man, when that walkout hit, that's just the, one Dude, of the best ever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I guess uh, Tony's probably the underdog, right, Rudy? Oh yeah, man. He's a plus three hundred underdog, minus four hundred favorite for Bobby Green. Um, Damn. I don't know, man. I like the way Tony looked. You know, Bobby Green came out there barking, and dude, Tony didn't even flinch, bro. He just stood there. Um, hopefully, he doesn't just stand there like old Mitch McConnell did today. Kukui will show no mercy. Yeah, bro. Yep, I want Kukui to win. Bro. I want. I'm going with Tony Ferguson. I'm putting my money on another dog. I can't bet on a guy in Bobby Green that is his topology pick. He looks like Charles Felony Bennett, bro. But Bobby, whenever he's got that goatee with like the flame design or whatever, he usually has a fucking yeah. fire performance. In all likelihood, he's gonna win, man. Um, so if you're betting money, put your money on Bobby Green. But throw a bet Tony Ferguson's way, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm never counting this dude out. Bobby Green's the kind of guy that wants to put on a show, and you yeah. know Ferguson will capitalize on that shit, bro. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I guess it's whoever. Whoever gets gets to the punch first, man. Yeah, yeah. No, and Tony's a crazy man, and he'll make this fight an entertaining fight, and it's like an offering to the MMA gods. I want to see him throw sand, bro. Oh man, <laughs> I want to see him throw sand. I love when he does that shit. Yeah, yeah. Tony Ferguson by a bloodbath by sanding. But the next up, uh, this fight is absolutely one of it's probably my favorite fight on the card. Uh, I know Michelle Perea is crazy, throws fucking spinning kicks, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the guy's wild. Seen him fight in person, like when he fought Diego Sanchez, that shit was wild, man. And Diego won that. Keep in mind, Michael but, Perea is that 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 character that you use when you're you're pushing all the buttons, and he just does whatever <laughs> in the video game. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, I don't know why I've heard a lot of people say that like Perea may have like uh, like op- uh, opportunities on the ground and wrestling. Like that shit ain't happening, man. This is a stand-up no, it's fight not on the ground. Not against Steven. Fuck no, bro. This is, no, Steven is it's going to make this a fucking stand-up fight. Great show for us all. Yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, Stephen Thompson. What is in the embedded? He, he's doing all the right things. He went into like that water hole. That's like blessed water. Michelle Perea is running with the army, like definitely a good lead up. And uh, yeah, man, I love this. Fight. I love Stephen Thompson. Um, yep. Yeah, man, this is straight up real blood sport shit right here with Stephen Thompson. Yep. And shout out to Anthony Pettis, the only guy to ever knock out Stephen Thompson. Only guy. Ever oh knocked. yeah. So Pettis yeah, is the, the, uh, the odds on this one, Stephen Thompson's a slight favorite, minus one fifty five, plus one thirty underdog for Michael Pereira. Um, sadly, I'm going to put my money on Michael Pereira. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think, I think he, he's, he's got the skills to, to get this to the ground and, you know, kind of be a nuisance for Steven Thompson. He, he struggles against oh, yeah, he does. You know, grapplers. So yeah. if, if Michael Pereira is smart, that's what he's going to do. But if he's not, he's going to go out there and try to stand and bang with this dude. He's going to get caught. Yeah, he is. Just like Kevin Holland did, but Perea is wild too. So we're gonna see some amazing strikes and some wicked shit like coming on from both sides. But I like Kevin uh, Thompson in a very close decision, very good fight right here. So, but moving on to the co-main event, this is my and, fight of the night. 
There it we go. It really could be the belt on the line, but anytime Jan Blakovic fights, it's the real deal, man. And Alex Perea moving up, geez, like, bro. I think, I think, for Alex moving up a weight class, it's gonna be a better weight class for him, bro. He's for huge, his, man. He's even for his that style weight of class. fight. I'm telling you, bro, for this, for, for the style of fighter that he is to come up to this weight class. Did you see uh, the face-offs against Jan? He looked, he looked a lot bigger, bro. Dude, he looked, he looked huge and, and in shape. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, Alex, we know what he's capable of in there. Jan mm-hmm. is a Polish warlord. You know what I mean? Like, if he was born. Jan's not going to back down, though, at all. Yeah, like, if he was born back in the day, he'd be leading, like, armies across fucking... Europe, He'd be leading right? the fucking Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, I have a feeling that he starts as Alex. And oh, dude, don't don't Alex. say that. That hurts think, my heart. I love I think, Alex, bro. Hey, but it leads to the fight that Mark's always wanted to see is the Yuri rematch in the UFC, right? So, oh, so, you called me out there, didn't you? <laughs> I, I want to see the rematch. I, I really do, but I also want to see Yuri versus Alex, though. Yeah, well, yeah, you I'd win either. Yeah, the, the odds on this one, minus 110, dead even. Minus 110 for Jan, 110 for Alex. Um, nice. It's a pick'em's fight. I'm going with Alex Pereira just based on size. And and I don't know, man. I like Jan, but he likes to stand and bang. May, hopefully he's smart, bro, and takes Pereira down. But, you know, Pereira's no slouch, bro. Really? He's, he's strong, he's and he's been training with Glover. So, yeah, man, this is going to be a great fight. Um, I'm picking Alex Barrea. I think he's going to he's gonna clip Jan Blakowicz and take him out. Yeah. First round KO. Ooh. I have a feeling Jan's post-fight speech will be great. He's like, I just proved I fight for title next. You give me shots. <laughs> Where is Yuri? We fight again. Yes. <laughs> but Main event. Amazing. Uh, oh, this is, go, wow, man. The BMF title has now moved to 155. Okay. Well, too bad it wasn't uh, years ago when Tony was at, uh, you know, on his run. He'd be the BMF, right? Like, right. Of course he would be. Oh, man. But two guys that fought, what, five years ago? Um, yeah. Dustin Poirier, I heard his, you know, the lead up to the fight, everything he's talking, like, uh, he kind of doesn't really need a fight. You know what I mean? Like, he just, you know, he loves it. He just loves this shit. And the fight against Justin Gaethje is the one the fight that gets him up. And Poirier is a G, man, soldier. Justin Gaethje is one of the best to ever do it. It's proper that they're fighting now. And for the BMF title, yeah, that's cool. Um, but hopefully it gets defended more often. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Justin Gaethje, one of my favorite fighters of all time, man. Poirier, future Hall of Famer. So this is like a legacy fight. You know what I mean? And it's a treat for all of us MMA fans and Anybody that people that don't know who either of these guys are, you know, watching this fight, they're going to love MMA watching these two guys in the cage, you know? Yeah, man. There's going to be blood. There's going to be on all There's going to be war. guts. There's going to be boogers. You're the booger there, man yeah. now. There's going to be everything in this fight, man. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a badass. And I hope it, it lasts all five rounds. Ooh, man, that's a well. It's a good chance it does. I mean, yeah. look at the last yeah. I, think, I, I hope think, so, I man. Think it's gonna I be, hope so. The odds on this minus one forty-five favor for Dustin Poirier, uh, minus a uh, plus one twenty underdog for Justin Gaethje. Um, I, th- I think I saw Chandler saying that 
he thinks Justin Gaethje's going to win this by decision. Um, I'm thinking Dustin Poirier wins this by decision. I do too. I want Dustin Poirier to win. Although we've been following Gaethje since the WFO or what was it? WSOF or whatever it's called. Yeah. WSOF. Uh, WSOF. So it's, it's like, you know, you grow up watching these fighters. Like, like honestly, this is such a fan favorite fight. I don't think, I don't think anybody's going to care who fucking wins this fight. Exactly. Exactly. Nobody's gonna give a shit. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> they just, the they're just gonna have fun. Yeah, hopefully yeah. The, the judges don't do some screwy shit oh, if it gets yeah, to that. Dude. And I just hope That's this. True. I hope there's no problems. I hope that we get. I get. I hope we get what we're expecting. Yes. Yeah, just a clean win on either side because we know uh, Justin Gaethje. Gaethje is gonna unleash those kicks. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're both familiar with each other. Both of uh, it's crazy too that they're both like what six and two since they last fought. They both have the same losses to the same guys, and then yeah. here they are fighting for the BMF title. But yeah, man, uh, it's definitely a treat. Um, it's it's also good that we don't have the Rock placing the belt on the winner. We mm. got Masvidal, but he's is Masvidal really the BMF champ? Like, I think Colby Covington took that title away from him, right? Like, no, know. but Masvidal <laughs> took it back at a steakhouse. Remember that? <laughs> oh man, I totally forgot. That's right. <laughs> We, we didn't know it was him, but yeah, it was him. You're right. It was him. But uh, I will pick uh, Dustin Poirier. Yep. Gets the job done again. Not a finish, but if it does happen, I won't be surprised because both these guys will just go out on their shield. And Dustin Gaethje has fought smarter recently and taken a lot less damage. His fight mm-hmm. with Fiziev, he styled on him, man, and we know how good Fiziev is. So both guys are at the top of their game. Uh, legacy fight, man. Love it. Go with Dustin Poirier, bro. So if 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 I get all my bets correct, if Tony Ferguson miracle win, six dollar bet will net me fifty thousand two hundred twenty two bucks. Yeah. But if if I throw Bobby Green in the mix, you know that <laughs> that six dollar bet will be fifteen thousand. Still good. Um. Yeah, man. Hey. I I don't know, man. I have a real strong feeling that a lot of these. Uh, Underdogs are gonna hit, man. Especially, especially in those earlier fights. This is a yeah. this is a really great card to bet on. Hell yeah! Pay attention to my picks, Rudy's picks, Mark's picks, because each and every week there's one of us that probably can make some yeah. money. He mimics yeah. picks. So. Don't don't pay attention to my picks. I hardly ever <laughs> comment <laughs> topology picks. Rob, Rob I'm, picks I'm a hit or miss. Rob had Molly McCann by TKO. Shut up, though, I did it. <laughs> yeah, he, he, dude, he picked Derek Lewis to win by submission. Yeah. Wow. First round. Dude, if it happens, that'd be great. If that happened, I'd laugh my ass off. <laughs> my, uh, my lock of the uh, last week is Danny Roberts getting KO'd. My lock guaranteed pick this week is Derek Lewis gets uh, uh, choked out. Derek, Derek Lewis is going to. Put on a rear naked choke, bro. Oh no, Derek God. Lewis gasses, nearly wins the fight, but still uh, gets choked out. Yeah, my, yeah. my luck was Alex Pereira, first round KO. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Lewis gasses out and gets choked out. <laughs> right on. Well, well guys. Not, not many sandwiches, but I guess. No, no I don't think there's going to be any sandwiches. I really don't. Yeah, no. It's worth one the... that has the potential to be one, which is Lewis, because you know how he can turn fights into a sandwich fight, but because he can just slop it up, you know what I mean? Other than that, I feel like it's going to be a really good card. Yep. 
worth the price and worth every penny. No. <laughs> right on. Well, fellas, it's time to wrap it it's up. It's time for Verdoom yeah. Face. Yeah. Uh, quick shout out to Alon Cruz for joining us uh, uh, tonight. You know, sorry about the earlier today we had a a little hiccup, but. Uh, thanks for everyone for the support, and I really do appreciate it. David, you know what to do, bro. Yes, sir. Another Thursday night in the books, episode 182. Thanks to Alon Cruz. Check him out in a couple weeks, Bellator. Oh, man. Been a fun show, boys. Thursday nights is our spot. Rudy with the Verdum face. But, <laughs> but for all the latest combat sports news around the world, around the clock, go to fightbookmma.com. For all our previous episodes in audio format, wherever you get your podcast, look us up, Viper MMA, yep. sitting ringside. As always, for myself, Dave Rodriguez, Roberto Villa, the boss, Mark Ambio up north, Rudy Lara, producer at hand down south. We are sitting ringside. Enjoy the fights. History will be made. See you next week. Peace. Keep your eye out for aliens, folks. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was just like the intro, bro. Yeah, so it's, it's... I can get better. All right, guys. I gotta go. All right, boys. Have a good night, man. Later, everyone. Thank you.